Welcome to Pandora's Box. You're listening to Aspen Weight Radio, and I'm your host, as always, this time of the week, Mr. Callum Waite. Or is my name, in fact, Obadiah Penny Whistle? You may also be listening to us on, or watching us, viewing us on the tubes, in which case, welcome to Pandora's Box, YouTube. We love you. In the studio with me, as usual, we have Mr. Nathaniel Warren. Hello, hello. Host of the Rap Radar. That's me. Aspen Weight Radio mm. on um, Sunday nights from 8 until 10 p.m. That's the one. Do you want to give yourself an alias today, man? Ula Poyo. Ula Poyo Ula from Poyo. all the way from the darkest regions of Africa. Just from Stoke. Oh, from Stoke on Trent. Mm. Oh, fair play. Um, and also Mr. Drew Armstrong. Hello. Tech extraordinaire. Also the Wizard Schlieb and Captain Longbottom, the man with the longest bottom that there ever was mm-hmm. or ever will be. So, how's it going? Do you want to give yourself a um, alias today, man? Um, Pardo. So, Pardo and Hola Boyola. Hola Boyo. Hola, Hola Boyo. I'm going to try and remember it like Hola Boyo. Hola Boyo. Like Poyo, Mr. Chicken. Hola Poyo. Hola Poyo. Hello, Chicken. Hola Poyo and Pardos? Pardos. Pardos, solicitors. Yeah, that's probably it. I'm wondering why that's Pardos and. Hola Bolo. Hola Boyo. Hola Boyo. Hola Boyo. Hola Boyo. Yeah, so this is um for anybody that watched um or listened last week because we didn't film it last week, um Pardo's was off because he had the plague. Mm. He had Druvid nineteen. I did. As I've um dubbed it. <laughs> so um how are you feeling, man? I'm feeling much better now. Yeah. 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 So yeah, you sort of you tested positive on Friday, the Friday before ago. Halloween, didn't you? Mm. So what was that like? The 29th, you tested positive, I yeah, think. Yeah. I think yeah. Around there. Tw- October the 29th. So felt pretty rough for a few days. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, a few days. Um, a few days was really. Let's have savage. a candid, candid in-depth talk candid with somebody fresh off COVID-19. Mm. Then. Yeah. So um, talk us through your experience. It was horrible. Was it horrible? <laughs> yeah, no, it just, I felt just... Because um... we were with you, weren't we, like during that week, obviously yeah, in the studio. Yeah. On the Thursday, I was feeling a bit iffy. We did a, a Halloween weird. edition of Pandora's Box, which mm. is probably up on YouTube by now, isn't it? Yep. Yep, yep. And um, so we were with me and... Um, Hola, boyo. <laughs> we're, um, we're in... <laughs> <laughs> we're in the studio with Drew for about, I don't know, four or five hours on Tuesday and on Thursday. Thursday. And on Thursday and on Wednesday. Mm. I was with you. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty, like, feeling pretty jammy that I didn't get it. Yeah. Touch wood. Mm. Yeah, because I, I remember I was feeling a bit iffy that morning and I, t- and I did a test and I was negative that morning. So I still came into the studio and stuff. Yeah. And then on that evening, I felt really bad. Didn't mm. go to band practice. And then on the Friday morning, I tested positive and that's yeah. when it all started going downhill really. And I just felt like really savage. Yeah, but it was only really Friday, Saturday and Sunday that I was really bad. Yeah. Like, you know, mm. just in bed. Like, like proper didn't move. Yeah, yeah, like, proper, just yeah, really, yeah. like, oh, oh, yeah, this is actually something. Because I didn't really, like, think COVID was that bad. And then, like, I was like, I was thinking, oh, it'll probably be all right. And it, it wasn't, like, crazy, but it was... Um, Obviously, you didn't have to go to hospital or anything. No, like. no. You were at home. Um, but you just felt awful. Yeah, like, just needed to be in bed and, yeah. and not do mm. anything and 
had a like I, I think it targets what you've already got as like a bit of a weakness as well so like my you've got a bit stuff. of a recurring thing with headaches haven't you yeah you headaches. said you had like the worst headache ever yeah so my right side of my body normally gets pretty um bad like right shoulder blade neck and head and mm. it seemed to target that area mm. and i just had like an ice pick headache for like three days but then i started feeling better but um yeah just still really weak and i was in bed by 8 p.m every night and just mm. slept through mm. to about eight in the morning as well so it was really like, yeah because you messaged me on was it was it the wednesday i had a message from you in the morning didn't i and you were like yeah man just so you know i'm like working remotely from home now yeah because obviously yeah. you have all the kit like set mm. up so you can do tech stuff from home yeah so that showed so really it was friday until that and then i was yeah. back working again on the wednesday yeah, so. I think it's important to mention them as well because like you you hadn't had the vaccines either, so that was like no. the state you were in without any vaccine. That was just like mm. bare bones, COVID mm. nineteen. Mm, that's it. I yeah. think I read somewhere that that's how long the symptoms are supposed to last is like two to three days, and then you start to get better. Mm. Obviously, there is like long COVID where you tend to get mm. it for a bit longer, but mm. um, or the majority will get it for like a couple of days, real bad, and then yeah. start to recover. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that's it. And I reckon it's only Monday just gone. So yesterday, um, or day before yesterday, um, that I that I started feeling like, yeah, like, like you just like your normal self, really. Again, yeah, because yeah. you look like your normal self here now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So what we're on Wednesday now. So yeah. Oh, yeah, and you, Mrs. Meg, it's it's interesting because she had like completely different symptoms, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. So that's she what was, I like, think. Muscle I've, aches and stuff. That's it. I it, I do really think it targets whatever you're, the weaknesses in your body. Because so, some like, people, obviously, in extreme cases, like can't breathe. But you didn't sound like you had anything respiratory at all. No, like like I said, it came for it, for me. It was more like the head and that. But I have had this weird cough, um, and it's kind of been on my lungs like a bit. Right. But, um, and that I've just had stuff coming up over the last. Yeah, few but days, it's not you like I mean? you've not, been like. Oh, Oh my god! Like, no, no, I'm like, like, like trouble struggling. breathing yeah. or anything like that. Like, no. I remember you saying on Thursday <laughs> that you felt a little bit chesty. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. So that was it. That was where, so it mm. was kind of like re- respiratory, like a bit chesty and stuff. But respiratory, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. And as I said, I do think it is worth just like saying that you know, obviously, you didn't have the vaccine just because if people are listening out there that have had the vaccine, I don't probably wa- were, yeah. You I don't want them like, like this. yeah. I don't want them freaking out thinking you know. Oh my god, you know, and this is with like a guy that's only like thirty-one, because mm. um, obviously you just made as is as is your right. You made the as you are the only person that has um, sovereignty over yourself, over your body, and your decisions. You just you and your partner made the decision that you didn't want the vaccine, mm-hmm. which is completely fair enough. Mm. So, um, but I think it's, you know it is important to mention just for people out there that are listening, or or people that might just might be curious, mm. you know, as well. Mm. I mean. Yeah. Definitely glad I've got those antibodies now. Yeah, and that's the thing. As I said to you, didn't I? I said the silver lining is you might have felt rough as hell, but you've got natural antibodies now, and it's proven that once you've had COVID, you're actually the the natural antibodies you get from it are mm. more powerful than the vaccines themselves. Yeah. So you know, if you had to pick like either or, mm. the natural antibodies are better. Mm. Um, so yeah, man. I know. Anyway, it's good. Good that you're back in action. Yeah, it's good mm. to be back. And it's good to and, um, be in the studio. Is, is Meg like feeling right now? Like she's starting. Yeah, yeah, she's back at work and stuff as she's well. She's working, um, but she just, she she was like a few days like obviously after you after like, me. Delayed. So yeah. I think must have I uh, must have gave it to her. But um, she was pretty rough in that as well. But, it's the problem um, of going to sleep with COVID nineteen, isn't it? That's it. Yeah. And we also had this little puppy as well that we've only just got, so that was quite hard. Like you know, um, his trying. name his name was supposed to be Drupert. No, sorry, Rupert. <laughs> but he's um, Drupert nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's now Rupert nineteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
bit like K9. You know that little mm. dog that was on Doctor Who? But instead he's, but instead he's <laughs> Sounds German. Droop at 19. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's supposed to be like funny, you know, like it's like it was spelled like K and then in like the number mm. nine. But oh, it's yeah. like K9. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty rubbish, really. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, last week me and um, Ola, Ola Boyo. Ola Boyo. Ola <laughs> Boyo. <laughs> We're like talking about like conspiracies and that. And Ooh, do you remember we? Do you remember? Um, oh, I missed that one. So one of the things that we talked about was um, what was I can't remember what the name of the operation was, but it was basically it was going on about like the Cuban American conspiracy yeah. that yeah, turned yeah, out yeah. to be hundred percent true, mm-hmm. and it led into basically saying about how um, JFK like didn't authorize yeah. like the operation, but they, but like some small things did sort of take place that weren't authorized by JFK. Right. Um, the president, but obviously JFK was also assassinated, mm-hmm. and it's one of the conspiracies with JFK um, for like ever since like the sixties. I think was, he was assassinated in either sixty two or sixty three. Yeah, um, has been for years that he was like taken out by the CIA. Mm. Basically, has- in short, for anyone listening, uh, the the basis of the conspiracy theory itself was a a form, I guess, that uh, all of the government in the USA were trying to sign. Basically, just killing yeah. members of their own. The American public. Yeah, of mm. their own public. So, the American government and the American military killing American c- citizens and like Hell? staging bombings in American cities. Well, even like false flag things. Yeah, yeah ev- to even. To try and get the public behind fighting a war against Cuba. Mm. Yeah, how crazy is that? Sounds like nine eleven. And really, well, we were tying in with nine eleven. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't want like people out there to think that. Like, I definitely think that nine eleven was an inside job. I'm not saying. I'm not saying it is or it isn't, but what I'm just saying is this Cuban American one definitely was. That was all proven and everything. And yeah, and like if JFK was like a less was a more of like a, a less scrupulous person, was more unscrupulous than and he signed off on those documents and actually think about what the ramifications of what that would have been. Mm-hmm. Like innocent people literally in their own cities would have been bombed by their own government just so that America could have gone, right, we're declaring war on Cuba. Yeah. Um, and so, it was all so this t- never actually happened then. It was just supposed to. Well, happen. no, but some some like little things happened that weren't authorized right. because basically it was almost like the 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 rest of almost like the government higher ups almost. I guess people that weren't as long as they weren't in JFK's cabinet, what like obviously wanted it to happen. Like it was a you know they just they wanted him to authorize it, but he mm. wouldn't authorize it. Mm. Obviously JFK has sort of gone down as one of the best presidents probably in yeah, American yeah. history, mm. along with things like President Eisenhower, I would say, um, but. And probably Abraham Lincoln yeah. and George Washington. I expect most Americans would probably say those four. Mm. Yeah. Obviously, it's mm. it's up to personal choice. Obviously, I expect it depends on the on on uh, the person talking, but um, I think they're quite universally loved. Those mm. those four mm. presidents. Wasn't JFK like doing something with like the Federal Reserve as well? Like he wanted to take it out of he, privatized. Yeah, right. and he had a real issue with stuff being kept from the public, mm. and he had a, an issue with the CIA and the FBI. I think. And I think it, I might have even heard, this is just off the top of my head, so I might be wrong. I think I might have even heard that he maybe wanted to disband the CIA mm. or something like that. Because it was just too work, it was working mm. in the shadows too much. But obviously, he was assassinated. And what they always said was, um, was it, oh, what's his name? Was it Oswald? Lee Harvey Oswald. Like Lee Harvey Oswald. Lee Harvey Oswald. Um, but it's almost like proven that, like from the trajectory, trajectory of the bullets and stuff like that, it couldn't have been from like the window that he was. Mm-hmm. Some people still like trying and push and say it was him, mm-hmm. but it's almost like they think that there were like multiple gunmen involved, and it's all very shady. But did you hear about what's happened recently with the Biden administration? 
And I it's literally, not, no. I've heard this within the, since last week. So it just, instantly when I heard this, I was like, no way. We were Pandora's box. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously the cousin, the current president of the United States is um, Joe Biden. Mm. Yeah. And there's a lot of controversy with him because he's like a 78 year old man with dementia. And apparently mm. he like hasn't even got like control over his bowels. Mm. I think when you think about the fact that he's like eight, like nearly 80, it's a bit crazy. Mm. Mm. Like my missus is like Nan's younger than that. Mm. I heard is um, whenever there's like the elections or anything, I get not into not into it so much, but I'll watch it's, it all on yeah. CNN and everything to just follow yeah. what's going on with it. And he did like a speech when he was winning, and he almost won me over with the speech he did. He walked on stage, was like, "Well, I saw my uh, my Nan and my granddad recently, and they said." Uh, or maybe it was his dad and his mum. That makes more sense, Yeah, yeah I was going to say, what, they were like 120? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, basically, they were just like, Joe, you can do whatever you want, so don't stop fighting. And then he like put his hand up and was like, so don't stop fighting, guys, we're going to win this thing, and then just mm. walked off stage. Yeah. And I thought it was quite a cool yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. So he won me over with that. <laughs> anyway. Um, so <laughs> back on track, back on track. Anyway, um, yeah, so... Well, I thought this was really interesting, though. So um, there was, like, reviews of all these government, f- like, cases and files as there is, like, every now and again. Right. Um, and there was talk of unleash of unleashing, that's an epic way of sort of describing it, isn't it? <laughs> of um, releasing and unleashing um, all the government files on the JFK assassination. Right. Right? And interestingly, so it was, it's completely up to the president when this happens, right? Yeah. So... Joe Biden, interestingly, decided not to sign the pass on releasing the the the, the details to the public. So what what do you, what like what do you think that told Why? me? Why? Mm. What that mm. told me was that there was definitely some yeah. government involvement. Yeah. Because otherwise, why wouldn't? Otherwise, mm. why wouldn't he pass it? And yeah. apparently, he released a statement, or like his maybe not him, but his secretary or his cabinet or something, mm-hmm. released a statement saying something along the lines of like. Um, it's it's even though it happened in like the early sixties, it's still too fresh in the mind, and there are still people alive that today that would um, face consequences from this information being brought to light. Good. So I was like, I listened to that, and I was like, right. So this is that you might as well be saying that it's dodgy. Yeah. yeah. You might as well be yeah, saying 100%. that whichever information this is, because mm. if it if it wasn't, then it just definitely would be released. Mm. So it's almost like going to be brushed under the carpet for like another 25 years and then whoever's president then is probably going to be like, oh yeah, do you want to release this? Part, this? And by that point, he, I imagine it probably will come out then. Yeah. Because by that point, it'll, all, it'll be like 85 years or something since it happened and every, yeah. everyone to do with it will be dead. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But it's like, I just think that's so crazy though. Yeah. So it's almost like, to me, it's now almost like a fact that JFK was... It's like an was admission a, of guilt, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Just because, just yeah. it's like by default, it is an admission of guilt because mm. by by not releasing it, you're just almost admitting that there's something weird. Mm. There's mm. just no way that you you wouldn't pass it. Otherwise. He just read it and was like, "That's not going out." <laughs> yeah, but that's one thing I think is um, as I said, like I know that people like hate on Donald Trump, mm. but I actually I think that Donald Trump would have probably released oh, the files. Oh yeah, because mm. I think like with him, he's almost like unashamedly like, you know, like um. Calls out the media all the time. Yeah, he's cool. and stuff, he calls man, out like, everything. Yeah, doesn't he? And I think that like, like some people, liars. <laughs> yeah, some people don't like that sort of brash attitude. And I think because he's very un-PC and we live in un- and we live in very PC times, and he's the sort of person that like, if you're easily offended, he's going to offend you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like someone like Trump. But I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that like. I, I, the worst thing I think about any government is government that hides stuff from the public. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think there's like levels to um, 
I think there's like levels to like malevolence and on the like there's like the stuff that's on the surface which I would think almost like Trump is like which is like you know he can be brash mm. he can be like insensitive do mm. you know I mean he can be he can say things that are a bit sexist sometimes yeah he might say things I, I can't think of anything like necessarily examples but he may have said things at, at times that might be considered a little bit racist I don't know but do you know what I mean that's uh, that's like surface level like minor offenses what I would consider, and then you've got things that run deeper like large mm. scale like lying. Do you mm. know what I mean? Mm. Like when you say when you're say supposed to be like the president or the prime minister or whatever, your duty is to the people, mm. isn't it? When you're the, when you're like telling that people one thing and then doing another, I think that is really bad. I think that's really morally yeah. corrupt. I think know? a big problem with Trump as well is like. You mentioned some of the racism that like he brought, mm. but I think I, I'm not too uh, well <coughs> endowed in mm, everything that was going on. So, um, <laughs> Don't say that on air, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but um, basically, I think he was getting like everyone deported, and like people were losing their families. And I think what was going on, and, and I, I don't know. Like I, I think I think it. there was a little bit of a false flag with this thing. Personally, as I said, I'm 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 not an expert on it, but I I've, I have looked into it quite a lot. I think that basically what he didn't like was um, uncontrolled um, mi migration, like you know, right. um, yeah, 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 you know. I think that's, but I think that's. To be honest, I think that's I think that's fair enough, though. I think that like when you're the head of a country, I think you should be aware of who is coming in and out of your country mm. for security purposes. Mm. I think what the problem is is that obviously the the Mexi the border Me the border with Mexico is obviously you the the you have all the Texas Rangers that have to like then essentially like patrol that border Police because there's lots of drug mm. cartels that are trying to come in from Mexico from mm. South America into mm. Texas and stuff, and it's almost like. And and lots of criminals. Not that's obviously not saying that Mexicans are criminals or anything like that. It's yeah. just saying that there are criminals in South America that are trying mm. to get into America for whatever reason, whether it's to sell guns on the black market, mm. drugs, whatever. Okay. Mm. And there are obviously just procedures in place. Say you want to become a citizen of the United States of America. Say we wanted to go and live in America. We understand as British citizens that there are procedures that you would have to go through and that it would take a while. You don't just you don't just catch a plane to America and you're like I'm a I live in America now like because after a while you would be deported because it's like well, have you got a visa yeah. to be here yeah, you know you're yeah, not yeah. a citizen like you need to apply for a visa mm. and, and stuff like that you need to become an American citizen like mm. whereas I think the problem is is because of this uncontrolled migration is um, you've just got a lot of people from South America now to try and have a better life and don't get me wrong try and have a better life is an admirable thing but they're just they're going in. They're just trying to basically find gaps in fences mm -hmm. mm. and trying to illegally enter America. And as a result, it's like, well, who has control? Who even knows? Because, like, let's face mm. it, it's, the government should know the po the population of the mm. country. Um, any any citizens that are a danger to the rest of the population, things like that. As soon as that goes out the window, then it's just sort of havoc. Yeah, it's just it's chaos, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I think it's a kick in the teeth to the Mexicans and the South Americans that are trying to go about it the right way. Mm. Say you enter a list, say you want to become an American citizen and you're a Mexican and you want to, say, move to like California because, you know, the wages are better, the the shops and the restaurants are better, it's just a better life for your family in general, and you've been put on a waiting list, mm. um, but you've been told the waiting list might take, I don't know, three years until your application might be looked at, right? Yeah, that's a frustratingly long time 
to be looked at. Mm-hmm. But then why should freaking Johnny Rodriguez from next door be like, no, nah, I'm not going to bother with it, actually. I'm just going to pop through the fence. I'm just going to mm-hmm. wait until midnight tonight and I'm just going to mm-hmm. just go and try to find a gap in the fence and I'm just going to make a full-on run for it mm-hmm. and then I'm just going to work for some like dodgy mm-hmm. like cafe owner somewhere scrubbing plates in his kitchen who doesn't, yeah. who like knows I'm an illegal immigrant but doesn't care. Mm. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, I just think, so I don't know. I, I actually have a little bit of sympathy for Trump. I think I think a lot of the things he said. I think that like people that are against Trump, um, I think tried to make out that he was like a racist. Whereas um, I just realised I've been saying migration. I meant to say immigration. Mm. Like um, I think really what he was getting at was it he wasn't anti-immigration. He was mm. pro, like um, you know security. Yeah, like go about it in the right way. Mm. You know, don't just have uncontrolled. Immigration. You need Bedlam. to have con- you need to have controlled immigration. There needs to be processes in place. You can't just like essentially just open the door and be like, "Yep, everyone that wants to come in, come in," because mm. that's like just just a bit crazy. Mm. And it's just it's just asking for bad news, isn't it? Bad juju. I said maybe there's a bit more to it than that, but that's just from my, that's from my own understanding, and that's because I don't know what all when Trump was president. I heard so much bad stuff about him. I looked into it because I was almost like, oh, I want to know like why this guy was right. Like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And like other than um, so he said famously, didn't he, that like he said some like bad stuff. Yeah. Like he said that like there was that woman that he said he wanted to grab her by the the lady garden. Mm. But he said it a bit ruder than that. Did you remember hearing that? Yeah. He said something like, "I want to grab you by the P U double S Y." Oh. So like that's. That's you shouldn't say that to a woman, should you? No, mm. a woman you don't know. And um, I think he's one of those guys that's made jokes and stuff. But I mean, let's face it, right? Who doesn't know guys that would say stuff like that? That's not an excuse for it. Mm. But what I'm saying is almost like to single him out, like he's like this awful human being. Mm. Whereas, like, I know people personally that would say that, and I don't even think that they're bad guys. I don't mm. agree with them saying that, and I think that is a bad thing to say. Mm. And if somebody said mm. that in front of me to another woman, I'd probably be like, shut up, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But as I said like earlier on, I think that's, that's almost yeah, like... you've got to look at the whole picture, haven't you? Yeah. Like, not just... It's like an insensitive... It's a foolish thing to say, mm. and it's a crass thing to say. Mm. Does that make someone like an evil person or like a bad person? Mm. I don't think so personally. Mm. I just think that maybe they need to just change their tune a little bit when it comes to things like that, mm. you know? Yeah, I think he also... Like I said, I'm not very knowledgeable of mm. this subject, but I think he also doesn't necessarily give a feeling of control to a lot of people. What, Trump purely, or Biden? Uh, Trump, Trump, purely right. because of his, like, yes, like like some of his antics and everything definitely help him in, in control, but then also other people almost feel like he's crazy, like you can't trust what he's going to do, all that kind of stuff, especially on, like, his Twitter and stuff when he's mm. constantly posting out stuff. Because he's such a loose cannon with things. Exactly, exactly. Mm. And I think that's mm. that's a reason that people don't feel they can trust him being... I do think it's quite country. funny that, like, obviously he's, like, a president that, like, if somebody disses him on Twitter, he'll just diss him back. Yeah. Mm. It's quite like a... But it's a very, like, American thing, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's almost, like, funny. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I Also, though, like... um. As I said, you know, I'm not, I'm not like, I don't want people to think that I'm like necessarily a Trump supporter. I'm not a Trump supporter or a Trump or something that doesn't like Trump. I'm not even American, so I don't have a, I don't have a, a piece of the pie. Or yeah. whatever. Do you know what I mean? I don't have like a, I'm not invested in it. Mm. I'm just like an outsider looking in. I mean, but though you say about the whole like security thing there with Trump, like if you compare that to the current administration, you can't tell me that Joe Biden is better than Trump. 
Mm. I mean, look at the Afghanistan withdrawal and the ramifications of that have been like literally catastrophic. So there is no way in hell that Trump would have, would have withdrew from Afghanistan. As a result of that now, what are the statistics that I read? I think it was, it might have been more. I think it was 2 million women who were either in school or training to be athletes or whatever have now, um, because now they've been put under um, Taliban control, e extreme um, Islamic rule. Yeah. Um, now I've been told, no, you're not going to school anymore. You can't train to be an athlete anymore because these are all things that only men can do. And now not only have the women had their dreams shattered, they now have to wear, wear full the full garb, mm. even if they personally before didn't want to do that. And now they're not even allowed to leave their houses unless a male member of that household accompanies them. That's ridiculous. That's so that basically mm. the, so basically we so basically the women of Afghanistan are screwed. Mm. And that is purely Joe Biden's fault. Mm. Right? I also think the hypocrisy, I think that like if that had happened under the Trump administration, I think that it would be all over social media. I think you'd hear everything about it, but it's almost like because it's not, because it's mm. Joe Biden and people almost like, it's like it's not as po popular to dislike him. It's almost like, where, where's the where's the outrage? Yeah, I think Joe Biden was always more of a alternative to Trump for people that didn't like yes, Trump exactly. rather than a good option. They were, they were probably voting for him because they didn't like Trump, not because they actually thought he was going to be good. But that's mm. a silly reason to vote for someone. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I mean, don't get me wrong, I can almost sympathise it with a bit, and I, but I think this is a bit of the problem. Was it? I, was, I think it was we were talking about last week when I said, it's like, if you're going to have this weird system, you might as well just have a monarchy. Because if you're just going to have like literally like two candidates and you end up voting for who you dislike the least rather than who you actually think is good, well, then you might as well just have a monarchy because at yeah. least with a monarchy, there's always like a chance that you're going to have a good king or queen. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, so I just think it's the whole idea of having a democratic like, um, like, like party set up, like situation where you have a, a government and a parliament and it's like elected officials and it, it should be who the people want. Mm. Not who the people dislike the least. Mm. It's the whole thing. The whole system's messed up, isn't it? Yeah, I. You, the the thing is always going to stand that choice is like number one mm. for or for a lot of like first world countries and stuff that mm. are democratic. Yeah, democratic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so democracy is yeah. the idea that we we vote, we vote as a whole. Yeah, and it's the majority. What the majority go with. Um, that's who's in power. Mm. So obviously, yeah, that's that is that is pretty much the definition of democracy. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not it's not ideal. But then again, I think so. Some people uh, almost like don't like the idea of democracy because they think it's like they don't like the idea that say like fifty one percent of people vote for something. It's like they don't like the the idea. Well, well yeah, well then forty nine percent of people have voted yeah. against it, and that's almost as much. But it's like, yeah, but is there a better system? Mm. Because it's like there's a really good saying, and um, what is it? It's um, it was about capitalism actually, and it was like capitalism seems like a bad idea until you compare it to everything else. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's like quite a good saying, like because like nothing, almost like nothing in life is perfect. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you were like having these like almost like delusions of like of like you of these like utopias and that, mm. it's like well. That's not really like life, mm. is it? Do you know happen. what I mean? Yeah, not ever gonna happen. You I mean, can just you try can... and make the best of everything. That's all. Yeah, I mean, if there is a place, there is always gonna be, or people, there is always gonna be someone to control those people. Mm. And no matter who you pick, uh, no matter who gets picked, um, it's always still gonna be someone controlling someone else, yeah, which there's... people don't agree with. Yeah, and there's always gonna be downsides. Yeah. There's always gonna be downsides. It's I just, it's so. just hopefully there'll be more upsides on the whole.
than downsides. And that's what it's up for us to try and make sure happens, isn't it? Mm. What is the best for the m- most people? Mm. Unfortunately, it doesn't always necessarily that everything's going to be ideal for everyone, but how can you possibly mm. expect that to happen? Mm. Do you mm. know what I mean? It, it makes me think as what we talked about a few few weeks ago as well, about that whole sphere of influence around you kind of thing. Mm. Like, the more that people like take control of their own lives in the way that they can, like for themselves, mm. that's when like positive things will start happening because the more you look at outwards and you know we're saying all these things about like trump and biden Mm. and all that kind of stuff like that's someone in control like do you know what i mean like Mm. putting it out there all the time yeah you're almost taking the responsibility away from yourself oh it's their fault for doing this and doing that do you know what i mean yeah 100 percent. but people like people are so stuck in that i think do you know what i mean like it, it if um if people don't look at themselves they won't um um, you know, there, there'll always be these people that will try and control them. Do you know what I mean? Like, 100%. 100%. Like, yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for that. Like, you know, like um, too many people worry about what they can't control in life mm. rather than actually focusing on what you can control. Mm. You know, so like your own, your own health, who are the people that you put in energy into? Well, just what are you putting your energy into in terms of like your day-to-day life, the people around you? Mm-hmm. You know, like if you focus on that, then your life is... In most cases, unless you're, like, literally living in a third world country or, like, living in some, like, crazy, like, communist state. Other than that, your life is always going to be good, Mm. isn't it? Mm. You know? If you focus on those things, Mm. you know, it's it's up to you, isn't it? Yeah, because you're never never going to be totally happy with what someone else says is the best thing to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You're always going to think, like, there's always going to be people that are, like... Nah, that's that's not the way I would do it. Yeah. You know? So okay, yeah. Well, if that's not the way you do it, like think about you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. how yeah. would you do it and see what. I you mean, can personally, do. like when it comes to politics, I try to. I really don't have that strong of an opinion. I anyway. Yeah. yeah. Because I don't. I don't it too much. I'm, whatever I put time into, or let's say I voted for someone in particular, at the end of the day, it's one vote. Yeah. And yeah. I know a lot of people would consider that to be the wrong like, way to look at it. Yeah. yeah but. For me, I would rather focus on how I can change as a person. What I I, can I do. think that's a lot of wisdom in that. I think I think um, like at the end of the day, that's that's the the main thing you can tr- control. Like, or, or think of it this way, right? For anyone out there listening, if everyone in the world took the attitude, yeah, there wouldn't be any problems. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's okay. what I was trying to say. Yeah. Right? So so like lots of people don't do that. No. Or, or mm-hmm. uh, it's know, a point the finger mentality. Point mm. the finger, but like yeah, yeah. if you do, if everyone did that, then yeah. automatically the world would start being bad. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, yeah. It is. It is almost like crazy how much how many people we seem to on social media and stuff just have that weird point the finger mentality. Mm. But like, oh well, everything would be alright if it wasn't for that person or like yeah. for this. And it's like yeah. it's almost like a lack of taking responsibility, yeah. isn't and it? And it's so and it's so negative mm. as well. Do you know what I mean? It just seems like so overly negative. Mm. It's like, oh come mm. on, man. <laughs> and it's like it's like often I think people like that are the ones that are probably the most unhappy themselves, mm. which is a shame, you know. But it's like it's a shame that they're trying to go about it in such almost like an angry, bitter way rather than you know, spending more time with their friends, developing good relationships with people, you know, making sure you're doing good by people, maybe like taking your health into your own hands and working out more or doing the sport because that makes you feel good. Mm. Taking up some good hobbies that you like proper love and then you're excited about doing them. Mm. You know, it's a, you know, it's a shame that like more people aren't investing in stuff like that. Mm. Anyway, let's listen to a track now. When we come back, we're just going to carry on shooting the breeze. Cheers for chilling out with us here today. This is Nobody Can See Me Cry by The Darkness. 
So that was um, pretty much a brand new Darkness song. Mm, loving these new Darkness songs, man. Yeah, me too. They're like proper harkening back to a bygone era of Darkness back in like the day when, you know, they came out with like Thing Called Love and mm. grow, um, Growing On Me and stuff. Really just really, yeah, just like real catchy old school like rock tracks really, aren't they? Just like vintage Darkness. But yeah, loving all the new Darkness tracks. So like if anybody enjoyed that, go check out because they've released like loads of new um um, like new good tracks, um, like it's Love Jim, but not as we know it, and stuff like that. That's a real good track as well. Anyway, you are listening to Pandora's Box on Aspenwick Radio. I'm your host, as always, Obadiah Penny Whistle. Today we have Pardos. Oh, that's it. I, I forgot what it was then for a second. I was like, oh, what's and my name? Hola Boyo. Hola Boyo. Hola Boyo. We've had a very deep, intricate, <laughs> and serious. We've had question time. Mm. Question time here today on Pandora's Box. But um, I think we've. Um, exasperated our stores of um such conversations of depth mm. so let's have a little chat about like games <laughs> board yeah. games and games and stuff we were chatting earlier weren't we about things like monopoly and risk yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i was going how, about how much i like risk yeah and uno as well yeah oh <laughs> uno is so good have you, uno? Have you played uno Jim? i haven't played uno no what? mate mate next time you're, you're ne- right we need to you and meg need to come over for some food yeah. and we're gonna we're gonna play uno Sounds good. We're going to have an Uno fest. Mate, it's so addictive. Mm. Anybody that's out there listening that's, that's played Uno knows that. Cluedo was oh, always... I'd always play Cluedo. Oh, yeah. One. I think Cluedo is probably the best, like, board game to pull out if you're, like... If you don't want a long one. Yeah. Mm. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, it is a great game, isn't it? The whole fun of, like, the murder mystery element and stuff. Mm. Yeah, it is a real cool game. I haven't played Cluedo in so long. We should... Yeah, we should have, like, a games night and just play <laughs> Cluedo and Uno and stuff. <laughs> Mate, I'd love that. I actually would love that. I did a puzzle over lockdown as well. Oh, did you? Mm. Oh, that's cool, man. I didn't finish it, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a hard one. Turns out it was like a 50-piece puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> it was like some... It was a thousand-piece puzzle, and it was like some, like, lake, and it was just like, yeah, like, lake and water and, like, some, some trees and that. Do you know where it all looks almost, mm. like, the same? And it's did like, it just I, hurt your brain after a while? Yeah. The I level like, of right, concentration needed after a while. Let's just put oh, that yeah. back in the box. It's not getting finished. Yeah. yeah. No, I know what you mean. I have done that with puzzles before. <laughs> like, a thousand piece puzzles they're fun but it's almost like if you're doing that almost like to relax after mm. a while you're like Mate, this is just it's too late yeah. this is hurting my brain <laughs> yeah. like, i just need to like veg- vegetate in, in front of something like in front of like like mm. a, a television program or something mm. i haven't got like the mental capacity to be like mm. deciphering between this tiny little black piece and this yeah. other tiny little black <laughs> yeah, piece yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like- have you seen marco polo on netflix no, but you've told me about oh, it, man. and I would like to see it at some point because obviously I know about Marco Polo. Yeah, it's so, so good. For people that don't know, Marco Polo was like the one of the first people, if not the first person, that made a, a pretty accurate map of the of the globe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as you were nice. saying, Drew. Yeah, I just found it really interesting with the whole thing of like the Khan. So it was it was a guy called Kublai Khan. So that's the grandson, grandson of, of Genghis, Genghis Khan. Khan. Yeah. And um, it was just so interesting seeing, like, about the Mongolian culture and everything and how big an empire it was and everything. And, and, like, he would just get, like, all of the best, like, Chinese, like, warriors and stuff and get them to train, like, his... Uh, closest people and guard mm. and stuff like that. So Marco Polo got trained by this guy called A Hundred Eyes, and it's just so epic, like kung fu and stuff. You know, so cool. Man, the Mongols were crazy. They're mm. considered to have mm. one of the best empires in the world. Mm. Yeah. Uh, apparently, as so well, I can't. I can't remember the exact stats. Would you, one of you actually look it up for me? Apparently, the Mongolians, obviously not, not because they were like 
concerned about the climate, mm. but just because of the sheer amount of people that they killed, mm-hmm. and obviously then as a result, the 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 um, how many like resources weren't actually as many resources weren't as needed in the world um apparently the mongolian empire like lowered the carbon footprint of the earth by like 70 percent or something ridiculous or maybe not as much as that it was like 40 percent but just because yeah as i said they killed so many people think like every single person then needs to eat for an entire lifetime Mm. drink for an entire lifetime like every time they would have had like um a pipe or anything you know what i mean just everything do i mean like everybody has a carbon footprint regardless of how you know, good or bad you are in regards mm. to those that sort of thing. Doesn't say an actual percentage, but what I've got here is uh, the Mongol invasion had the most significant impact. According to the studies accounting, regrowth of forests mm. during the Mongol invasion absorbed 700 million tons of carbon <laughs> from the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, man. So, like, just, yeah, yeah, yeah because obviously, as I said, like, like trees are needed to cut down to, to build houses or, mm. or boats or just everyday things like handles for hammers, handles for weapons, mm. like axes. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, the less people there are, it's just not as needed. So all these trees regrew mm. and just like massively increased like the health of the planet, essentially. Which is so- What actually happened to the Mongolian Empire then? I think it, hear it, about it, it, so much it wasn't now. one of those ones that was like overthrown necessarily. It just sort of like fizzled out. It fizzled out, yeah. Because wow. obviously Genghis Khan was like the main, mm. the main G. Mm. And he pretty much, I can't remember how many people he killed in his lifetime, but it was like, um, it was like millions. Mm. Like he wiped and, out like and, millions um, of people. And Kublai Khan actually did take over China. So he, he was, he the, was he's the, the considered, emperor of China. He's considered the second most successful Khan after mm. Genghis, mm. like Kublai. Mm. Yeah. Um, so they are a fascinating tribe though. Like the way that they just mastered um, like archery on mm. horseback. Mm. They were like the finest archers on horseback that the world's like ever seen. Mm. And crazy war tactics. Like mm. uh, there was this thing that, that Genghis Khan did uh, with um, he ordered the um, like the Chinese like pe- pe- like place he was taken over to give them like ten thousand birds in mm. um in like payment to like not you know mm. and the way that he took over this city was he got given all of these birds then he set all of the birds on fire and he knew that because they were like they were treated really well they would just fly home so like he completely like burnt down this whole city just by setting these birds on fire and just like and just letting letting them back letting ten thousand birds go back to the that's Chinese crazy thing. I, stuff like I know that, I so. know another mental but extremely effective battle tactic he had mm. because the Chinese were like such an advanced empire in their own right mm. um, they'd heard that basically like the Mongolian Empire had been like cutting a bloody swath across Asia mm. but they were like oh okay well but like the Mongols they have all these like amazing cavalry archers and stuff but they don't have like they could like the Chinese had built they were very much like the Romans in terms of like they had built like these massive fortresses and, stuff like that. and they had yeah. like massive walled towns and they were like you know what what can like a Mongolian archer on a horse do if we literally just wall. just <laughs> bar the gates and we've literally got like 40 foot high like fortresses like just mm. surrounding our entire towns yeah so they're like literally we'll just like shut the doors barricade them and the Mongolians just literally just can't come in right mm. so what the Mongolians did which is this is absolutely savage, but like so effective, but just like requires such a like a level of like savagery, because when the Mongolians were invading, this is one of the times in life when um, like the Black Plague mm. was sort of running rampant right. across the yeah, world. Yeah. 
So they just got infected, like bodies that were infected with the Black Plague and just built catapults and just catapulted loads of them into the city. So that, so that all the people in the city would just get the Black Death and then they just all came out like dying of plague, like savagely with like the bubonic oh plague. Oh my God. I, so they just like, didn't even have to like, hardly any of them actually even had to like raise a bow. They just like killed them all inside That's just from crazy. plague and then like after, just waited for a while and then like when enough people were dead or like the few that were left over eventually eventually opened the doors because it was almost like such a mm. horror scene inside that it would be better to just come out and face the and then they just took mm. over China. Whoa. That's crazy. That's, that's like brutal, isn't it? But I've like, always as, found Genghis Khan so interesting because yeah. he's like one of the most powerful people mm. ever. Mm. A lot of people debate that he's... Uh, it, there's like different schools of thought and there's no like unanimous decision because some people will say Alexander the Great. Mm. Maybe a few people might say Attila the Hun. Um, some people might say Julius Caesar. But I think he is... I'd say probably most most historians consider him the most successful like warlord of all time. Imagine the god complex that you would have after being like the most powerful person on the planet and pretty much taking over the world. Mate. It's crazy. You must literally there's no one better than you in or no one yeah. more powerful than you in the planet at that time. I I know that we've actually talked about this on some I can't remember what show it was on Asmont Radio before, but would one of you Google how the percentage of the population that are descended from Genghis Khan? Because I know uh, that he about he, sixteen million people or zero point five percent. That's mad, isn't it? If you actually think about it, to think that like zero point five mm, might not that, sound like a big percentage, world. but when you consider it it's of the whole population of the world, which what's the population of the world nowadays? Is it about nine billion? Maybe about a bit, eight billion. Yeah, a bit less. Yeah, that's that's a lot of people. As you said, about sixty million people, <laughs> because he he slept with so many women in his life. He just fathered so many children. Because like every night he would just impregnate like three women every night. Because that's just the life of a Khan. Because <laughs> that's just they the had, life of they a Khan. Had their harems and like their... yeah. It was like, it was like the hall of nine pleasures or something. I think he had like four hundred wives or something. Mm. And then, but obviously, yeah, he would just he he wasn't just confined to sleeping with those women because mm. he was like the most powerful man in the world. So he would just sleep with whoever he wanted. Yeah. And then when you're like traveling across the whole world, it just spreads, doesn't it? Yeah. Now we've Crazy. got seven point nine billion people on the uh, ah. on the planet. Yeah, that's 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 an interesting statistic. But um, yeah, Genghis Khan. What a crazy, what a crazy fella. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, we're going to listen to a track now. We're going to listen to Friendship by Tenacious D. Um, when we come back, we're going to carry on shooting the breeze. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this evening on Pandora's Box. You're listening to Aspen Weight Radio. I'm a host, as always, Herbidiah Penny Whistle. And as usual with me, we have Pardos. What's up? A.K.A. Mr. Drumstrong. And we also have Ola Boyo. Ola Boyo, aka Mr. Nathaniel Warren. We were just having a good chat about Genghis Khan. Yeah, randomly. And how um, just much of it. I don't even know how we got into it as well, Drew, because we were talking about games. We were talking about games, then suddenly you just went. Have you seen you Marco said, yeah, Polo? Because you were like, because you were like, oh, sometimes I can't do the games. I just want to listen, watch nice, uh, nice oh, thing. Like, you know? so oh, oh like, yeah. Have you seen Marco oh, Polo? Oh, that, that's, that's, that does actually make sense. I in my head for a second was like, is he going to tie how do this? We even do that. Tie this back into games in a minute, or is it? That was cool anyway. I think that Alexander the Great is a really interesting figure. I want to um, know more about Alexander mm. the Great. I've heard, I've, I've you know, read a little bit about him and stuff, but it yeah. sounds like a very interesting character. And didn't he die when he was like 32 or something? Or yeah, 35? but interesting about him, he, he didn't actually die, but everyone thought he was dead because he basically caught some... It was something like he'd caught some sort of disease that completely paralyzes the body and you can't even move your eyes. So mm-hmm. everyone thought that he was dead, but nowadays most historians think that he actually was still alive. Right. And but he just got buried. But they stuff. just buried him. So obviously they eventually, well, died of that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what's interesting yeah. about both Genghis Khan, Alexander the Great, 
and Alexander the Great is that nobody knows where they're buried. Mm. Nobody knows where they're buried. So I think that's a really fascinating thing. So it's like a lot of a lot of archaeologists like dedicate their lives just to finding the tombs of Genghis Khan and right. Alexander the Great because they're like two of the f- most famous people in history. Well, they must have had something like quite grandiose. You would I know think. that Genghis Khan was deliberately hidden, and I think that just nobody knows where Alexander was buried. Isn't it the same right. with Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is um, Leg of Time by Bill Bailey. Stick around. We're going to carry on the chat in a minute. Welcome back, welcome back to Pandora's Box. We're chatting about lots of things today. <laughs> yeah, we were just saying, um, nobody knows where Genghis Khan and Alexander the Great were buried. Or Jesus. Um, or Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so Genghis Khan was deliberately buried in a secret location. I know that because the with the idea being that he made so many enemies in his lifetime and almost like wiped out and destroyed so many civilizations, they right. thought that... The Mongols were worried, and Genghis was worried, that like if people knew where his tomb was, they would defile it. Mm. Right, so he was buried in secret. But the interesting thing is, is that archaeologists have been looking for him for like hundreds of years mm. all over Asia. And obviously they know the sort of region where it's most likely that he would have been buried. Yeah. Because they know where on he the was. Step. Yeah, on, yeah, exactly, <laughs> on the steps. But um, So they know like roughly in Asia where he would have been when he died. But they just don't know where he was buried. So one one day he probably will be found, I imagine. Even they even though they hid it, you would think they would have some kind of big tomb or yeah. something that fits his. The thing is, mate, any day, any day, some archaeologists could just stumble across this like mm. epic as as mm. hell chamber. It probably have like skeletons mm. of like war horses in there. It's and a big old place, Mongolia, as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, massive, but mm. really low population. Mm. Yeah, which is quite interesting. One of those countries, a bit like Australia or something. But um, same with Alexander the Great. The problem is with Alexander the Great is he was probably buried in Alexandria, and obviously Alexandria was wiped out. Mm. Right. It was wiped out because of um, like natural disasters. Mm. I think it was a flood. Would one of you find that out for me? I'm pretty sure there was like a massive, like almost like tsunami or flood, and it almost like drowned. Mm. But Alexandria was supposed to be like one of the most amazing cities like ever mm. built. Apparently, the Library of Alexandria was the most epic library ever. Wow, where was this? It was basically it was in Egypt. In Egypt. So one of the places that Alexander the Great conquered in his lifetime was Egypt, mm. and he founded Alexandria, obviously named after himself, Alexander Alexandria. Um, have you found out, man? Yeah. So uh, Alexandria was actually burned down by Julius Caesar. <gasps> No way! I thought yeah. it, I could have I could have sworn it was like a flood or something. So for about three hundred years after its founding in two hundred eighty three uh, BCE, the library thrived. But then in forty eight BCE, Julius Caesar laid siege to Alexandria and set the ships in the harbor on fire. For for years, scholars believed that the library burned down as a blaze spread into the city. That's crazy. Apparently, the lighthouse of Alexandria was one of the was one of the wonders yeah. of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the most epic, massive mm-hmm. lighthouse ever. Basically, it was one of the wonders of the world. Um, and also, there was like a, a there was like a law in Alexandria that every single because like it was such a massive and important city, literally boats from every corner of the world was, mm. would come to Alexandria. So mm-hmm. there, some would proper trading place. Yeah, even though it was like in Egypt, you'd get ones from you'd get ones from modern day Italy, mm. Greece, China. Um, modern day France, like just everywhere, and they had a they had a law that by law, once you once you came into Alexandria, whether it was by dock or by horse or by foot, um, you had to hand over every single book, and then what they would do is the librarians of Alexandria would then take the, the books to the library, mm. make copies of them, 
And then before the people would leave, they would then hand their books back to them. So they had the oh. largest history ever. And it's one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest, it's considered like one of the biggest, um, like, catastrophes in like in literally in history mm. is that the library of alexandria burnt down was because uh, for a hundred and ten percent there must be so much um for like knowledge that was yep. just lost just yeah, forever yeah. lost literally just lost to the ether mm. of time because from that burned down they would have had there, there'd be things like areas of history today that just don't make sense to us mm. that we would just all the all the gaps would be filled in yeah mm. old bits of like um amazing like history and astronomy and mathematics passed down from like ancient cultures whether mm. it was babylonia the ancient greeks the ancient egyptians the ancient sumerians either because as i said all people all the ancient chinese because yeah people mm. from every corner of the world would mm. come with these books and unfortunately, they just all got burnt. Mm. That's why I think Savage with some of these like empires and that we were saying like Mongolia and that. I remember seeing in this in this program as well about um, some some of the temples in China. There'd be like these Taoist monks and stuff mm. that had like like you know for thousands of years like had so much knowledge and mm. um, the Mongols would just go up and just completely wipe mm. out their um, their temples and burn all the books and everything. And it's just like such a catastrophe that you just lose all of that. I think taken I think so. so that was one of the things that almost made me most infuriated with ISIS when ISIS was a big problem about mm. five years ago. Was it that? Mm. It was about five years ago now, wasn't it? Maybe ten even. Mm, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, because yeah. like one of the things that they were doing was going across like the Middle East and like destroying any mm. temple, wasn't it? Because obviously, like with their like obviously one of their things is they think that anything, any sort of perceived deity that isn't their deity is mm. like heresy. Mm. So all of these like ancient. Like buildings that are literally thousands of years old, like mm. three thousand plus years old, mm. which are like live in history. They were just going and just destroying into rubble, and it's almost like that almost makes me like just put my head in my hands. Mm. I'm just like no, like because mm. that is almost like such a beautiful and amazing part of Sacred. living history. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like the fact that that's almost like for some. I don't know. It's like, can you not just appreciate it mm. for like... like I That's it. Appreciate it. Don't be threatened by it. Because, like, yeah. you know, you'll I, lose it forever if you do that. Yeah. Like, I could care... Like, I don't... I'm sure I don't agree with, like, most of the things that whoever, like, built those temples, agree, like, believed in. Like, but who cares? Mm. Like, like, does that really matter? I just think mm. it's amazing that there was this ancient civilization that built that there. And you can go to this day and it's almost like this weird relic of time. It's almost like for mm. a minute, for for like a, a a moment, you can almost feel like you're going back in time. Mm. Yeah. You can literally go there physically and you can touch it. And then it's almost like trippy to imagine that thousands, if not millions of hands that have touched that mm. same spot like for thousands of years. And then mm. to imagine what yeah. every single person that have touched that, what their life was like mm. throughout the ages. And that's almost like trippy, but in a really fascinating, amazing way. Mm. And to think that just in like an, a split moment, that that's could be destroyed gone. because of like hatred and mm. ignorance is just really sad. Mm. Just really sad, man. Mm -hmm. yeah. Totally. Totally. So, totally, dude. So yeah, R.I.P. Library of Alexandria. I'd love to like go back in time and like just walk around it. Mm. I've always wanted to like, because the Hanging Gardens of Babylon mm. is another one of the ancient wonders. Yes, that's right. And I would have loved to like see what that looks like because it looks like such a feat of like, engineering mm. and. I don't know. I've even heard of that one. That do you not? Ha hanging isn't, Gardens isn't of that, Babylon. Was that where is that? Was that modern day Iraq or Syria? I'll find out. Yeah, would for you, you? Would you find, find out, out, man? I, I'm not. I, I know probably the least about the Hanging Gardens of Babylon compared to. Actually, I'm not 100 percent sure if people even know for a fact it 
it was real, did they? Well, it's it's one of the ancient wonders. Like, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I think it's one of those things that people might even not know where it is. Like, I think that I, for some reason, it's coming back to me now. I think that people might have been searching mm. for the Hanging Gardens of Babylon for like a long time and not found it. Yeah, it's a, it's Iraq's historical city. I thought it was Iraq. Uh, mm. The reason that Hanging ga- Gardens of Babylon was so special, uh, mm. it says here, is because. The gardens were built like high above the ground on multi-level stone terraces. Mad. The plants weren't rooted in the earth like a traditional garden. If it existed, it was most likely the most beautiful man-made gardens ever created. Whoa. Step aside, even project. <laughs> yeah, Sounds that is cool. amazing, though. Like, I think it's really cool. Like, um, There's a lot of... It's like the Middle East houses so much crazy history. Mm. Like Obviously, Samaria, ancient mm. Sumeria, that was like in the Middle East. I think, is that... That's either Iran or Iraq or Syria, isn't it? I don't know. Would you find out where, where ancient Samaria was, man? It's like Samarian, like S-U-M-E-R-I-A-N, Samarian, or Samaria, obviously without the N. Um, yeah, I just think, like, it's, it's, it's really crazy, isn't it? Because I think, like, you think of the Middle Mesopotamia. East. Mesopotamia. Oh, Mesopotamia is another one. Mm. Like, you think of, like, the Middle East nowadays, and um, obviously compared to some other places in the world, it doesn't seem like the most advanced place. Do you know what I mean? That's mm. obviously not being at all rude to the Middle East. I know that there's lots of nice places in the Middle East. Mm. But obviously, you don't think of it as, like, um, compared to, like, yeah, compared to, like, where, the, like, you know, like, America or, China or, like, Japan or, like, the UK, it doesn't seem like it's got as many developed cities or, like, mm. as much technology, things like that. But there was at one stage, yeah, they had, yeah, Hagengans, Babylon, Samaria. These are, like, some of the most crazy, off-the-wall, impressive civilizations that have mm-hmm. ever lived throughout history. You know, back when people in Britain would have literally been living in, like, little mud huts, mm. yeah. there were these massive civilizations that, like, understood maths, understood astronomy, understood, like, basic science. Mm. Like, crazy, really. Everyone yeah, could everyone could have different. read and write, mm. whereas, like, nobody could, read like, read and write in Britain mm. at the same, in those days. Yeah. It's just this cold land where people were just mm. hunting bears. I never really mm. thought about it like that, as in, like, at that same time in Britain, it would be completely mm. different. Mate, like, we would have know? essentially just been barbarians. Wow. Just living yeah. in huts, just, you know. Hunting yeah, and you've and got these so they're so like far forward from mm. like some of these buildings are stuff that if they were around now mm. everyone would still see it as a feat of like that's crazy even with like the pyramids of yep. Giza um everyone looks at them now and is there much mm. much architecture now that really compares to the pure really. size and everything Not really. like you've got it's like people were like impressed by say like the shard in the in yeah. london and like don't get me wrong like like oh yeah, I, I've like, I haven't actually been in the shard, but I've walked past it. Last time I went to London, I um in 2019, I was like at the foot of the shard. I literally walked past the entrance to it, and like, yeah, it looks impressive. But mm. don't get me wrong, I wasn't mm. like, oh my god. Yeah. Well, we we build things so quickly now as well. Like when you think of like any of those things mm. that were built that like all those years ago, yeah. it, mm. it would be a huge feat, and it would be like. You know, that's how you were showing the world what you could do as with mm. your tech, you know, yeah. with what you could do as a culture and everything. And it's it's so much more beautiful. Like architecture yeah. did used to be more beautiful. I and think. and and to think that, like, say, like the shard was built with modern, modern like building and DIY yeah. equipment. Mm. You the know, main one pa- that really power tools, now. diggers, and yeah. The main one that really compares now with like the shard and the ancient buildings is obviously the Burj Khalifa. Like Where's the tallest that? building, uh, Dubai. Is that Dubai, yeah. Yeah, the tallest building in the world. That would be quite cool to see, though. It is crazy, and they've got, like, the fountains, but everything. But I think all of it's, like, built over blood. 
yeah. like people are forced to work to build all these places and Dubai. Dubai is such a rich this. country as well, isn't it? Yeah. Haven't they got yeah, like some, yeah. haven't they got some of like the biggest? Yeah, and Real gold, reserves. I think. Mm. I might, I'm not 100 percent sure of that. I think they might have quite a lot of gold mines there as well. Yeah, so I it's like it's super oil rich country as well. Mm. They're like the police over there drive like Lamborghinis and that, mm-hmm. which yeah, is the, crazy the for Dubai, us. Dubai like princes and everything are like some of the richest people on the planet. Yeah, but like yeah, but like it's all like. It's almost like a bit like dictators, almost a bit blood money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you don't want to get on the wrong side of them because it's yeah. like. <laughs> um, if, ironically, like a bit like what we were saying though, like the, the only place I've ever been to in the UK where I've I've been like astonished, absolutely in awe of a building mm-hmm. ever was one that was like originally built. I think it was originally built like about nine hundred years ago, but it's obviously been like. I think it's been like knocked down and rebuilt several times since right. then. So yet again, a, basically a very old building, and that was mm-hmm. York Minster Cathedral in York. Mm. Have you have either of you two seen York Minster York Minster Cathedral? I haven't. No, no. It is insane. Mm-hmm. It's the second biggest cathedral in the whole of Europe. Wow. And I remember just like looking at it, and like for a second, I just suddenly like felt like I'd like shrunk or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I felt like an ant like next to it, like. I mean, like we live quite close to like Wells, for example. Yeah, so I was going to say Wells. Like, yeah. I was pretty I've, impressive. I've, I've for been me. to Wells like lots of times, but like I mean, don't get me wrong. I go to Wells and I'm like, oh, it's a beautiful building. But like, I don't want to understate Wells Cathedral because it's a beautiful cathedral, but it doesn't boggle my mind. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I can be on the green. So it's much bigger than that. Oh, mate, it makes Wells Cathedral look like a pea. Whoa! <laughs> I'd say it's twice as tall and probably Christ. four times the mass wow. in terms of like square. Foot. Yeah, in terms of like if you like, you know, the square footage, mm. I'd say it's probably four times that of World's Cathedral, and I'd say it's twice wow. as tall. As I said, I, as I said, I looked into it afterwards because I was like, how have I not really ever heard so much about York, York Minster Cathedral? And I looked into it, and I know it's the second biggest cathedral in the world. I read that the biggest one, sorry, the second biggest cathedral in Europe, I read that the biggest one is somewhere in Germany, and I was like, whoa, imagine what that one must look yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like insane, and it's one of those buildings that is so big, it's in a constant state of maintenance because. It's so massive that there's always something that needs doing there. Mm. It's like, do you know what I mean? Can you imagine it? It's like by the time they finished, like say in a storm, like a bit of lightning hitting, like destroyed like a gargoyle on that mm-hmm. side of the building. It's like by the time they fix that, something on this other side is done. So it's like this constant state of maintenance. It's well, like, I think like churches and cathedrals in general are some of the best architecturally yeah. built buildings in the planet, especially when we I went to Barcelona recently. Yeah. And, um, we went to go see the, the Sagrada Familia. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, a very Gaudi's, famous one. Yeah. Gaudi's unfinished one. But um, you go inside and it's, it's just... It's still being worked on now, isn't it? Yes. So I believe... That's crazy, isn't it? It's due to finish in 2030. That's quite cool that it's like being finished in our lifetime. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like, but um, um, when you go in there, it almost feels like eth- ethereal. Yeah, and it's got a very individual style, isn't it? Yes, completely. You walk in and the the pillars are built like trees and yeah, the stained amazing. glass is so beautiful that it floods the entire room. Mm-hmm. Proper work of just, art. Yeah. I think completely. that's the cool thing about cathedrals as well. Like yeah, they are works of art mm-hmm. as well, that's but they're it. so grand. They're yeah. so massive, but they're like works of art and it's like depending on which architect made them, they have a different feel. As you said mm-hmm. Gaudi obviously a very famous architect and artist and he like had a, a, a specific flavor and then you go mm. to york minster and it's it's very gothic mm. it's got that like gothic european style yeah. it's almost like you could imagine almost like 
like mm-hmm. at nighttime, like vampires and creatures, like just. Like, Isn't it weird that they like real love that style, like that scary mm. almost kind yeah. of like that? You normally you think old as like um, you know, like very pretty and stuff, and like mm. Tudor kind of. That was mm. well. I know that one well. of the reasons why um, like old school Christians to scare off the evil spirits. No, 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 no. Like one of the reasons why like Christians even used to go to the effort to make such amazing buildings was because one of the ways that like the gentry like basically like the richer and more powerful people in mm. societies in like medieval times and the renaissance period and stuff um one of the ways that they would keep power over the lower classes was basically fear of god so right. they would almost like keep the lower classes in check by almost like being like you know remember mm. guys you all have to live your lives like this mm. otherwise you're going to hell and it was almost like the way imagine if you were like imagine if it was like 1200 ad if it was yeah. like 800 years ago and you were just like some lowly peasant you couldn't read or write um, you just were told all your life that like God and the devil is real, and if you if you live your life this way, you can go to heaven. But if you live your life this way, you're gonna like be tortured in like this fiery inferno mm-hmm. for like m- in- infinity, right? Um, and you were like just told this all your life, and that like there you knew that there were these places of God, and you would go to them, and like even just like your local church. For most people at the time, it would have been almost like scary. Mm-hmm. The architecture, like most people would go there with like the belief that like. The only way this building makes sense to me is that it was built with the will of God. Mm. And mm. when you see the big cathedrals, that's just like obviously taken up to another notch. Mm. Because it almost, because even today, the idea that these places were built without, you know, diggers and, and power tools and stuff like that, like that was just literally built with like donkeys, men, hammers, and like nails and mm-hmm. stuff, like chisels. Mm. Like that's crazy. Mm. You go in any cathedral and like see it, it's like, what? Like, how yeah. the hell was that bit? Like, it'd be impressive if they did build it with all these modern things. Like, mm. you know, as we I said, wish buildings were still like built with a bit more panache. Like yeah, because it's almost like today everything seems rushed. No, yeah, like do you know, like places like Canterbury. Have you been to Canterbury? Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. walk through like the streets of Canterbury, and it literally feels like you're on a movie set or yeah. like Dunster mm. or like Sirencester's like that as well, mm. isn't it? Ah, cool. You know you've been to Sirencester. Have I been to Sirencester? Yeah, we, we, me oh. and you went a couple of years ago and it was snowing. Oh, yeah, yeah, remember? yeah, yeah. Did I get my rug from there? My, um, yes. Yeah, yeah. You my, got your sheepskin sheep rug. rug yeah. And then we went for a pint in that real nice pub. And I can't remember what the name of the beer was I had there, but it was one of the nicest ales I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was real gutted because I went home and I tried to find some online to buy and I couldn't find it anywhere. And I've forgotten what it is since. Yeah. It must have been like some local... <laughs> local beer from science nice. or something but it was amazing and i remember i like yeah there was that little ram on the way back to the car park and i straddled it i remember that <laughs> there's a picture of me on my instagram on it i'll find it actually to show you guys <laughs> in the meantime uh <laughs> i've got like a fun fact as well oh, yeah. we're speaking about obviously architecture and i spoke a little bit about gaudi yep um we got told this when we were on like a, a tour guide yeah or a tour trip around park well in Barcelona. Oh, yeah. And basically, Gaudi's death is, like, really, like, sad mm. because he was so into his work, he knew, like, his death was coming eventually right. as he's getting into his later years, obviously. He would literally just work all day and all he would have is, like, a pint of milk with some lettuce in it. That was, like, all he'd eat. With lettuce. So, like, <laughs> and no one was seeing him because he was always in his workshop. Yeah. So, eventually, one day, he, like, left to... He was living in... Sagrada Familia like at this time and he left one day and got hit by a tram right (laughs) and died right or didn't die like straight away but they took him to the poor person hospital because no one recognised it was Gaudi because he looked so different because all he was having is this milk with lettuce oh wow and he died in the like poor person hospital when he most likely would have been saved if he went to like the rich person one the the decent one but 
actually looking at the power that he held mm. was crazy because there was photos of his funeral and everything and like thousands and thousands of people all just wearing black roaming the streets just to pay respects to um well even nowadays there's like there are p- people that are into like their arts and their architecture and stuff it's like he is like a revered figure isn't mm. it there are people out there that like love gaudi yeah and like will travel all from all over the world to go to barcelona just to see the um, yeah the um cigar de familia yeah, yeah. well barcelona now is like a really uh revered like you said sort of uh, place of architecture when you yeah. walk around everything so grand and it was sad coming back actually because you walk around now and I see like a Nisa local mm. when you'd walk around then see a museum with all these yeah, uh, yeah. figures on the side and everything like that and mm. um, I just think it's crazy how before he was around from what they said on this tour uh, it was like not that at all mm. like the buildings were so close together that you could barely walk through them like you could high five each other from each other's balconies either side of the road. Yeah. That was the sort of city it was. Yeah. Whereas now it's become this place of architecture and, and grandiose and everything. And it's just crazy to see what you can do with the city mm. uh, if someone with influence takes a strike. Yeah, it's, it's a shame, isn't it? It's like it it would be so much better if there were people that had that more like, just had that like, as well as just being like a bare bones architect in terms of like, we need this building, we need this street, like have that artistic flair. Mm. Just makes it life so much better. As you mm. said, walking through places like Canterbury or whatever, or, you know, it just makes everything so much better. Yeah. Anyway, this is the picture of me straddling a ram on in Sirencester. Nice. That was uh, on that nice, fateful, snowy day. Very nice. <laughs> Thought you'd like that. Thought you'd like that. Anyway, we're going to listen to a track now. This is Elderly Woman Behind the Counter in... Um, I can't actually remember what the rest of it is. Um, in a little town, something like that. Uh, when we come back, we will carry on having a nice chat. Check this out. That was Metallica with their cover of Thin Lizzy's classic track, Whiskey in the Jar. You're listening to Pandora's Box on Aspenweight Radio. Cheers for chilling with us this evening. We've been talking about a plethora of um, just interesting topics. We've covered everything from um, COVID, mm-hmm. Druvid19, because um, Mr. Pardo's over here has just recovered from COVID. We've talked about um, Cluedo. Mm-hmm. We've talked about um, Gaudi. Mm-hmm. We've talked about Trump and Joe Biden. We've talked about Canterbury. <laughs> All sorts of cool stuff. Uh, oh, Genghis Khan. Mm. Can't A miss real that mix of it today. A real interesting <laughs> mix. Yeah, so um, getting back into the conversation, there was something cool that um, you told me the other day. Um, uh, hola, boyo. Hola, boyo. But um, that Drew doesn't know yet. Yeah, Ooh, I mean, absolutely. Pardos. Sorry. Ooh. So let's, let's hear it, man. Let's it. hear it. So a couple, of, just to set the scene. So what was it? Three or four weeks ago on Pandora's Box, we mm-hmm. talked about um, like sleep paralysis, mm. something that a lot of people have suffered with. Um, I remember hearing that 70% of people at, at least at some stage in their life will suffer from sleep paralysis, whether that's just once or whether that's in some extreme cases. I know that um, a, a small percentage of the population suffer from it like weekly, almost like every night, which is savage. So anybody out there mm-hmm. that does suffer from that, like... I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you have to suffer from the demons. But yeah, um, didn't your missus like recently have another experience? Yeah, so my girlfriend, Cara, um, had this sleep paralysis experience recently Mm. where basically she said she had this really vivid dream Mm. where um, she was trying to save her family or something along those lines. She she can't really remember it too much now, but Mm. um, obviously 
if she's had this sleep paralysis and that was probably the thing to remember mm-hmm. rather yeah. than the dream. But uh, she says she woke up and she was like a bit confused and thought that I'd like broken into a house and was waking her up. All right. And she said she, she could feel someone like sat on her chest mm-hmm. and she could feel like the pressure going down their chest and everything and thought it was me. And then she was a bit confused why she did, couldn't move or anything mm-hmm. like that. Then she started to say she realised this thing sat on her chest was like a demon. What? <laughs> yeah. So, and apparently this demon was like communicating to her. Basically just saying like, oh, you can't save them. You can't save them. Almost like representing in the dream where mm. she was trying to save her parents. And I think eventually she came to and the first thing she did was mm. message me, letting me know the story. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought it was crazy how it it mm. almost like perfectly yeah uh like what are the chances goes hand in hand with the one that you like we were chatting about like weeks ago and as i said to you when we were talking about the other day like your missus experience is almost like a complete like cross between Mm -hmm. like the two bad experiences i had yeah Mm. so for context obviously your experience uh one of them you saw like a like almost like a hag yeah it's like old almost like stereotypical almost like the picture if you can imagine like a hag and almost like a white like almost like a very old fashioned like Victorian style like white gown mm-hmm. um with almost like really like long dirty hair almost like covering her face a bit like in the ring I guess but like um but rather than being like an Asian girl it was like yeah like an old like haggard and almost like that old caricature of like a witch with like mm. a big like mm. big twisted nose and everything and like really freaking was like slowly coming towards me and then like was like putting all this pressure down on my chest. Um and then the second one I had like didn't move but it was just like at the foot of my bed and looked almost like the the like traditional stereotypical like outline of like a demon Mm. but i couldn't see any like details because it was like it was like almost pitch black in my room but i could Mm -hmm. almost like just about see the figure but it was almost like talking to me in my head so freaky Mm. which is exactly pretty much what my girlfriend describes Mm. so she had like the pressure on her chest and stuff yeah the pressure on the chest is the main thing that makes me like whoa that's pretty weird Mm. because that's like a you know, that's a feeling, isn't it? Yeah, mm. just almost feels like you're being like pinned down by this like mm. insanely powerful force. Like you mm. just can't, literally like you can't budge an inch. Mm. It's like really strange. I really think strange. the bit that really gets to me is the communication, oh. like having it <laughs> communicate with you and tell you, "Oh, you can't do this." Yeah, yeah. The, it was like almost like psych, like psychic, like it was like mm. telepathic, like so just communicating with me in my head. I almost want to experience it now. Just, just, I know, just so I can say it from my own first. I know, <laughs> I know what you mean. Like I always feel that about like supernatural experiences. It's almost like I want to experience them, even though like you know some people they are like freak you right out at the time. <laughs> but it's just like because almost like the adrenaline rush or almost like the curiosity is like mm. worth it. Mm. That, that something like that could be real, you know? Mm. Yeah, that's mm. why like when I went to the Edinburgh vaults, um, it, yeah, obviously in Edinburgh, um, I was just. Almost like when the tour guide was like saying where like the areas of the different rooms where like most of the things happen, I would just go stand there because mm-hmm. I just like wanted something to happen. Do you know what I mean? But then it's like as I said, I think I talked about that on um on like one of the shows. It's like nothing happened to me. But then it's like some people say some people that are really into the supernatural and that are like psychic and stuff will say like like things like that won't happen to you if you're like willing it to happen. Yeah, because things like entities or whatever like mm. prey or fear prey or yeah. fear so mm. like they they all do it to the people at least want it yeah, to happen yeah, yeah. Mm. but that's interesting in itself isn't it mm. that almost just goes show like the power of psychology in a way mm. and why it's probably actually good to have that attitude almost like of like not not being yeah, you're more protected yeah don't <laughs> don't don't like be like don't almost like victimize yourself 
what I mean? Like, don't make yourself come across like a victim because then mm. things in life will victimize you. Mm. It's a little bit almost like common sense in a way. It's like, it's like, you know, they say that with like aggressive dogs. Mm. Mm. It's like if you stand up to like, if a dog's like barking at you and it's like quite an aggressive dog, if you stand up to it and like advance, the dog, even if it stays barking at you, will more likely like back off. Yeah. Whereas like, if you like run away, the It'll dog's natural you. instinct is to chase you and then it might just mm. jump on your back and you know what I mean? Mm. I know that's like happened to like cyclists, like a cyclist I know, like they said that like, you know, um, a dog like came bounding out of like a farm once as they were cycling past and it literally, because they just tried to cycle faster, the dog literally like jumped on their back and like ripped him off their bike. It was obviously mm. just like quite an aggressive farm dog. Whereas like if he'd probably just like stopped and was like, what's your problem dog? The dog would have probably just been like, mm. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, I'm just going to go back in. Well, now. I think right. it's the same with bears, isn't it? You want to be quite aggressive. Not aggressive to yeah. you, but you want to be Stand loud. Stand your ground. You're, make yeah. yourself big. You're told to basically be almost like mm. being neutral. Mm. Like, don't don't be aggressive, but also like the worst thing you can do is try and run away. And also it's mm. pointless because bears can run up to like... Uh, bears can like run at the speeds of like horses. Yeah. Mm. So it's like, what what is like, <laughs> what are you going to do running like eight miles an hour mm. away from something that can run 25 miles, something that can run 25 miles an hour? <laughs> And there's no point climbing trees in that because most bears can climb trees. Yeah. <laughs> the only bears that can't climb trees are bears that are so massive that they've lost the ability to do it, like Kodiak bears and stuff like that. But in which case, though, that's terrifying in itself because, like, I hope you're... They could probably break the tree down. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, yeah. They're probably so big and strong because, yeah. like, bears are some of, like, the most powerful creatures that you will, like, experience in the world because they're, like, the biggest... They're the biggest land carnivore on the planet, aren't they, bears? Mm. Mm. Even bigger than, like, tigers and lions and stuff. Like, terrifying beasts. Yeah, bears are huge. Yeah, so your advice is like stand your ground and make yourself look as big as possible because what you want the bear to do is just think, ah, uh, there's probably easier prey. Mm. That's what you want them to think. Mm. So don't don't like like approach them because then they might get defensive and just swipe first, ask questions later. <laughs> in which case, like you know, there's a good chance like a bear, like apparently bears. I know that like I've heard things about bears where they've literally said that they like they've seen bears like break deer in half with like one swipe of their paws. Mm. Like, not obviously, like, ripped them in half, but, like, you know, they've been chasing deers, caught up with them, and, like, slammed their paw onto, like, a back of a deer and, like, broken a deer's back. Mm. And, like, think, deers are, like, big, strong creatures, aren't they? Mm. Like, big, you know, like, you wouldn't want to, like, get rammed by, like, a big stag, would you? I thought, like, a bear could just, like, break it in half mm. with, like, mm. one strike is insane. Crazy nature. Crazy nature. <laughs> How do we get onto bears from um, sleep paralysis? Anyway, this next track is My Hero by Foo Fighters. Then we're going to come back, chat for just a little bit, wrap up the show. I said cheers for chilling with us this evening, guys. This is My Hero by Foo Fighters. Nice. That is an epic track. That is Show Me a Leader by Alter Bridge. That was actually picked um, on the Dark Dale last week by um, Ola Bolos. Mm. Ola Boyo. Ola Boyo, sorry, Boyo, not Bolo. Mm. Uh, by uh, his older brother, Zuswa the Gold. For, um, yeah, that was picked by Zuswa the Gold and Darkdale last week. Um, show me leader, Oldbridge, epic. Before that, we had My Hero by Foo Fighters. You are listening to Pandora's Box on Aspen Radio, and I am your host, as always, Obadiah Pennywhistle. Um, as I said, with me, Hola Boyo. Mm. And, Hola Boyo. And uh, Pardo. Pardo is over here. <laughs> over here. He, um, our Italian. Italian cohort who has travelled yeah. from um, Naples mm. to um, be here with us this afternoon. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're just chatting, shooting the breeze about all sorts of stuff today. We've just chatting about bears mm. and sleep paralysis and paranormal entities in mm. general. We've checked, we've covered so many subjects today. We've probably covered more like topics today, yeah. like just random stuff than on any <laughs> other show so far. Yeah, 
keeping the theme of uh, switching topic yeah. every couple of seconds, I've yeah. got a question for you. Let's hear it. How much money yeah. would you have to be paid, mm. right, uh, for someone to make you lose a finger at <laughs> random, right, or thumb? So you lose a finger or thumb at random, like... You don't necessarily you don't get it chopped off, but be. it just disappears, and you mm. don't know what. Oh, one it's so you be. wouldn't feel the pain? No, but it's it, just the. But the it could be at random. Not having a finger. Yeah. The thing is, if you lose a thumb, oh, that's mm. game changer. That's that's, mm. that's if it's like a it, little finger, that's not too bad because yeah. like who who uses their little finger that much? Mm. You would use it a lot on your left hand being a mm. lead guitarist. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, the only finger I would actually be prepared to lose at all would be my Your right, right little, little finger. finger. But then I still use that rooted on the guitar yeah. when I'm finger picking. And even that, me, so. like even though I'm not like a lead guitarist or anyone near as good as Drew, I still do use my little finger mm. when I'm playing course, guitar. Yeah. Mm. Not as much as Drew would, but I mean, it, mm. it is limiting. Mm. There are some chords that you need all fingers. Yeah, you, totally. can't, you can't always get away with just a three-fingered, mm. a three-fingered play. Mm. <laughs> 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 do you know what I mean? Um... And yeah, as you said, thumbs. I mean, that's awful. Yeah. Mm. I, think I think that's one thing that sets apart humans from any other animals, isn't it? Opposable uh, thumbs. Uh, monkeys yeah. have opposable thumbs as well, don't Apes they? Apes do. Apes. Well, yeah. I think, yeah, I think most monkeys actually do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, I'm pretty sure all chimps. monkeys. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because mm. chimps, chimps are, are apes. Yeah, but obviously monkeys aren't. Monkeys, um aren't apes necessarily obviously that links with our like brains allows us to make tools and use tools which yeah. advanced us as a species it's like well, yeah it's like so one of the advantages we have one of the reasons we're apex predators even though like obviously if we're unarmed compared to like a bear or a tiger or like a shark mm. we are pretty useless but the things that makes us apex predators is because you suddenly give a man that knows how to use it a spear or obviously in modern day cases just give him a gun mm. And suddenly you are apex. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You are no like the alpha no dog. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because mm. you can just—you've basically got all these artificial weaponry, mm. whereas obviously all other animals have to have to rely on their natural weaponry. Mm. They don't, other animals don't really have tools, do they? That much. Some some, some, some of the some apes might, do. Yeah. Like apes and chimps. Sorry, orangutans and chimps have been like observed to do like rudimentary things. Like mm. um, I know I heard a couple of years ago that like chimps have entered the Stone Age. Mm. Mm. Um. Yeah, so apes have entered like their own oh. version of the Stone Age. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy, and it was only like it was it was like literally considered to start like, a couple of years ago, which is right. pretty cool. So they've only just started using like they've started using like stones for like like random tools and things like that. Really rudimentary at this stage. Yeah, but like you know like cracking things open with stones because they've realised that things that they can't open with their hands they can open with stones. Even or, seeing that like evolution is just yeah. crazy. Throwing rocks. Like basically like projectiles, which is like the start, like throwing a rock at an enemy chimp is like the bare, but like think, think about the evolution. That's like, that's at, at some point going to turn into like a bow and arrow mm. or like a spear. Mm. Yeah. And I then swear at some I point, some you know what I mean? With spears, like getting fish <laughs> or something. That's the orangutans. Or so yeah. yeah, I was just about to say that. And orangutans have been observed um, doing <laughs> like very archaic fishing. But like not not like probably the way that you're thinking, man. So like not like they mm. haven't got like wire on it, and it's like they've like <laughs> cast that out, and they're like reeling it in. <laughs> Imagine that. But um, but yeah, they're like I can't remember exactly what they were doing with the. It, with they the were hanging. They were, they were hanging off the side of the trees, like yeah, yeah, into yeah. a river, and like and like jabbing, yeah, it, like spear yeah, fishing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've got a photo of it up now. That's ridiculous. Yeah, mm. they're like, clever. They're clever beasts, aren't they? <laughs> anyway, I don't know. So like we've literally come into the end of the show, but the 
Do you know what? I'm not sure if I would accept any money for it. No, me neither. Because if I lost a thumb, I love weight training and training in general. I wouldn't be able to hold dumbbells and barbells, mm. and mm. I wouldn't, and it would mess up my guitar in. And also, uh, even though I'm not like a massive gamer, I like the idea that like if there was a game that came out and I wanted to play it, if I haven't got a thumb, I can't play the game. <laughs> just there's so much, so many things that you could go down that avenue. <laughs> so I reckon I would just like flat up not accept it. I reckon chuck a mill on the table and I'd think about I would, it. I would need more than a mill. I'd need enough to know that I could get a bionic thumb afterwards. <laughs> that would be just as good as my original. <laughs> anyway, we've come to the end of Pandora's box. Chill- thanks for chilling us with us this afternoon, guys. Have a great week, and we will see you next week. Um, to play you out, this is. Brent Brave New World by Greta Van Fleet. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody.